Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter, taking Vegas. Brennan Ulrich, and by default, Bob Stoffer. Going with the caps. Digitex has our office and printer supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you right now. Visit digitex.ca. Uh, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. Mark and myself, both big fans of the Tragically Hip. Thank you very much, Brendan, for bringing us back with courage. Did you ever uh, hear the Sarah Polly version from The Sweet Hereafter? No. Oh, well, you might need to turn your mic no. on. No. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good. Pretty cool version. I'm, uh, I like, uh, I dig that. I'm, some people think it's disrespectful when people take other people's tunes. Yeah, and I like that. I like a nice cover once in a while. Yeah, no, it was it was a uh, really salt to paraphrase uh, the since departed uh, Gordowney, God rest his soul. Uh, very sultry version. Mm-hmm. I had the okay. privilege. Uh, I think I told you the story. Uh, Gord traveled with us. I'd, Started the 2009 season. Uh, he was in town. He, Kevin Lowe and Gord were on a, uh, I think it was Water Keepers together. Okay. And he was in town and uh, hopped on the plane. And um, I mean, I was came in like, a road trip. <laughs> came in a road trip, right? So wow. Kevin's like, Bob, I want you to meet somebody. And I'm like, Gordon oh, County. yeah, that's about well. That's, <laughs> that's all cool. due respect, Wayne and Mark. This is a little bit better. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and I, I looked at him and I said, hey, I just want you to know. Uh, I worked uh, in an industry for a decade where people came from all different parts of Canada, and we didn't agree. You know, we had you know, French Canadian kids and kids from the BC interior, and you know, hardcore, hard-nosed Alberta and Saskatchewan guys, and soft uh, graduates of Queens and Western Ontario, and uh, schools like that. And we we couldn't agree on much, but the one thing we could all agree on was, uh, you know, we all love the tragically hip. And he and then he looked at me and goes, "Well, what did you do?" And he goes, "I planted trees." And he said, well, I have a relative that did that. And he said the exact same thing to me. (laughs) So I ended up having him on my show the next day. It was awesome. Well, we were in, uh, when we travel, uh, like just recently we were in Las Vegas, a whole bunch of hockey writers, mostly Canadian, a bunch of American guys. And you know when the Canadians are in the bar because there's hip on the, you know, we're playing some hip. And yeah. uh, all the other guys, the Swedish guys and the Finnish guys and the American guys go, oh, man, you know, Pierre Lebrun got a hold of the yeah. jukebox again. <laughs> or but, but at or least the hip, is, the, the hip is seen as being hip, whereas for whatever reason, nickel, Nickelback seems to get crapped on all the time. Uh, you're not putting Ann Murray on in that situation I'll, as much as are I you like telling dig me that, Ann Murray. Are, are you telling me that Dan Hill sometimes when we touch Dan just Hill. does not cut it? Did he ever write anything upbeat? Did he not just depress you his whole career? Yeah. 
Man, pick it up, Dan, will you? Cheer up, buddy. Life's not so bad. <laughs> I want to hold you till I die, till I break right down and cry. Jeez. That's, uh, that's Are you kidding me? There you go. Uh, some guests and orders now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. That'll get you upbeat. Uh, Dawn and the gang in Japanese Village. Three locations, uh, downtown, south side, and north side. They prepare everything right there in front of you. Uh, <laughs> you can reach us on our orders now. Hotline 780-496-0063. It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got Nazareth, the greatest sky. Scottish rock band of all time, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can text us. we got a ton of text to get to, 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Um, yeah. I will, so uh, I, I guess at some point we're getting criticized of... Uh, not discussing the elephant in the room, which is the Oilers coaching situation. Well, we should talk about that. Yeah. How is that? Uh, I, I don't see that being the elephant in the room. I think it's something that um, it's certainly the biggest story right now in town, hockey-wise. These are, I don't, I, I would like to hear if there are dissenting voices. I've not run across any. I well, don't why don't, all right, so be. the two names that have been out there for a while, uh, the two names that have, Glenn Gullitson and Trent Yanni. And immediately upon Yanni uh, not having his contract renewed in Anaheim, and I want to yeah, clarify, he ago. had a year left in his deal. Right. right. So, so they didn't renew him. It, so he, so he, in that situation, what happens is usually the assistant coach asks to get out of the contract. Right. And they replaced him with Marty Wilford, who worked with Dallas Aikens down in San Diego. Okay. So they, which to me is a precursor of the move that comes once Randy Carlisle's out of Anaheim. I think yeah, we know who the, Dallas is going to end up being the next head coach there. Um, but I, I will tell you that of the people that I talk to in the hockey world, Trent Yanni is thought uh, as being one of the top assistant coaches in the league. Have you heard anything to suggest otherwise? How old is Trent Yanni? Oh, he's he's older than he's older than us. I think I know that. Can yeah. you uh, look I'm up gonna, Yanni? Is he fifty three or fifty four? I'm going to say he's fifty five ish. Anyway, my point would be this: uh, he's an old hand in the game. He's played a long, long time. Uh, he played a long time in the game forever. Uh, he's noted uh, in his ability to bring along young defensemen. I think you just have to look at Anaheim to see that. And uh, he has been reputed to have excellent skills on the penalty kill and drawing up the penalty kill or running the penalty kill. So that's uh, those are some boxes the Oilers need uh, checked off. Okay, I think so he checks those. In off. two of the three years that he he's was fifty-two, he's fifty. He is fifty-two. Is he turns fifty-three in September? Yeah, he's so. at sixty-five. So, so you're, not, you're sixty-five, yeah, he's right? He's about two months older than me. So, okay. you know. I'm not too old. He can't be too old. <laughs> We're not old, damn it. No, but let me finish my thought. And in Glenn Gorsen, Where's, Hey, we need some more Ann Murray and Dan Hill here on this show. <laughs> That's right, some April wine. Uh, and on the other side of the scale, you have a younger guy in Glenn Gullitson who's been a head coach twice in this league. Yeah. Uh, he's got Yanni has been a head coach as well. So right, with Chicago. a few years ago. And, and in the middle is Todd McClellan, who is... What is he, 48? No, he's 46. He, I think he's 50. Is he 50? I don't know what yeah. he is. But anyway, he's a little bit, you know, that's kind of in the middle for me. So I think they have their bases covered. I like that stuff. Let's man. start with Yanni. Uh, two of the three years he was with Todd in San Jose, top five PK, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then two of the last three years in Anaheim, top five PK. I've talked to players that played for him in Anaheim. Says he's an unbelievable penalty killing coach and really patient and a real teacher for defensemen, not a yeller yeah. and screamer, uh, has, well. ha, has standards and not rules. 
Uh, and you take, I mean, he, he was the head coach in Chicago. I know that Dustin Bufflin, I forget who wrote the piece, but somebody wrote the piece on Bufflin saying that Trent Yanni was the key guy that helped make him an NHL player. Mm, so when you have Darnell Nurse and you have Matt Benning and you have young Ethan Bear. Hey. Uh, Clef Palm. Clef Palm is still a young player, right? Like, Frankly, like the Vegas defense, you know, the Vegas defense is older than the Oilers' defense. Right. Keep that in mind. Yeah, so they got a bunch of kids. Yeah, and uh, the, this is the right guy to have in charge, right? Okay. In Gullitson's case, he's been a two-time NHL head coach. Uh, both uh, Gullitson and Yanni known for. Uh, specifically work on the penalty killing. Now, the Oilers made some big changes in February on the penalty kill. Um, if you watch practice, the communication changed from the assistant coach to the head coach. Eminence penalty killing from February on, I believe, was second in the NHL overall. Overall. Really? Yes. So... And but Todd was driving it. Todd McClellan was driving well, the penalty. Well, that's how it works, right? You know, the now, coach lets the assistant coach drive the special teams until they don't work anymore, and then he steps in and he drives. Right, and that's that's why they're a coaching staff. It's not one right. coach. Right, that's why so, they're a team. Th- so those are two guys that have been out there. For- and if you've not heard anything otherwise to suggest, oh, I heard Yanni might end up in Dallas, or I heard Gullitson might end up as an associate in St. Louis or something like no, that. No, you did hear that that uh, Gullitson was, I think Elliot Friedman reported he was talking to Buffalo about right. something. They never made a contract offer right. because there were family reasons for Gullitson to stay in, in the West. So Sure, he's a Western guy. Him and Todd McClellan go way back, so he's a good guy to work with. And don't get me wrong, Gullitson no doubt has an out in his contract that... Uh, you know, I don't know. How, I I don't know what the length of his deal is. Standard deals are three years, yeah. but I guarantee you that every summer he's got an out to go pursue an NHL head coaching job. So those two guys, I mean, they've kind of been the the, the rumored names for more than a month. In the last week, there's another name that has emerged, mm-hmm. and that is Manny uh, Viveros of the Swift Current Broncos, who wrapped up last night. Yes. Yeah, long-time Edmonton guy, worked his way up through the ranks, played in Europe a long time, uh, out of St. Albert, and uh, he is one of the very small group of up-and-coming um, major junior coaches that, that really have, how would I say, probably probably played it out in junior, and it's time to turn pro. Right? He's, he's been in Swift for two years. Yeah. Um that's been he, a tough. He shows up there very experienced. That yeah, I mean yeah, this guy that's been a head coach of an Olympic team. Yeah, in Austria, yeah. so he's had a different experience. Uh, it, I, it's difficult to win in Swift Current. Todd mm-hmm. McClellan was there for a number of years. Mark Lamb was there for a number of years. Um, Swift had some success uh, in the late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties under Graham James. And we all know the story about Graham. I they've mean, ma- they've managed to have success in Swift, considering the tiny little market that right. they are. I and they've won a few Memorial Cups, right? Well, they won the eighty-nine Memorial Cup. Yeah, only one. I thought they only, won one. only one. No, they they were good enough to win the ninety-three one. They were not this past tournament. I mean, you watched the game last night. Yeah, they had nothing left. Yeah, they're they're. You know the the whole thing about the long road. They play more regular season games. They travel more than the other leagues. If I'm not mistaken, the Western League will knock their regular season that, schedule down yes, next year. I've, I've actually had seventy two. I've had, had sixty eight. I've had WHL general managers in the last two days because okay. some of them actually believe it or not listen to the show. Yeah. Text me and say just so you know because I, I you know I, I like you, that right. They're going down to sixty eight and I, I here's they're at twenty two teams. Mm-hmm. 
the dynamic for the WHL's dominance, the Memorial Cup level changed when they went from basically 19 to 22 teams. For right. me, that's when it changed. I mean, they went, they were at 19 teams in 2002, 2003. They went to 20 in 03, 04. Uh, Kelowna won that year at home in 04. Uh, and then in 07, Vancouver won at home. Spokane won in 08. Kelowna probably could have won in 09, but fell asleep at the wheel. They, they were in the final early. And Edmonton, since 08, is the only team to win a Memorial Cup. The WHL champion, the last three years, spec 0 and 9 yes. in the tournament. That is not a good stat. I'll say this about Swift. They were in every game. They lost each game by a goal. They didn't get blown out. They should have been blown out one game, but Skinner stood on his head and played. And they bright. lost one of their maybe their best players. But that was the key. They lost their best offensive player. Right. First period of the first game. Yeah. And that they could that team with the lack of depth. Twenty two. Is, is there too many teams in the WHL? Twenty two teams. Well, you know, not I guess not to have a, a healthy viable league out west. But then when you start to stack it up against the others, that's when it. Do you know how many That's teams there were when you and me were growing up playing? How many? Twelve. <laughs> well, when when Manny Viveros was the best sixty-six born in northern Alberta yes. and was a hundred-point defenseman with the Prince Albert Raiders and considered mm-hmm. the best defenseman in junior hockey at that time, there was twelve teams. In well, fact, PA was back an, then. PA was an expand. There wasn't the same amount of. There was twenty-one NHL teams back then. Right. right? So, I mean, Ontario's got 13.5 million people. They only have 20 teams. There's 10 million people in Western Canada, and there's 22. 22. You know, those numbers add up after a while. For oh, me. they do, for and sure. And the OHL gets better American players. So, there you it's have interesting. it. interesting. Interesting. So, so Viveros, we expect to be the third. Why? Well, I, I think that's... And here's, here's why, is because other markets are now saying, no, they've been told that like he was on the radar screen in in Calgary and in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and I've heard from media guys in both markets saying, "Well, we've been told that he's he's not coming here. Like he's committed somewhere else." Well, so. and I don't think that it would be rare to see a guy jump from two years in major junior and be a head coach in the NHL. No, that the, does not. The path would be to be an assistant somewhere for a while, and or be an American Hockey League head coach. One of the two, or one of that's right, or right. move to the A. That's right. So they got a whole new staff. Uh, Viveros is more of a offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his power play the last two years in Swift over thirty percent. Somebody said to me, "Well, wait a sec, Bob. Like, because uh, you've been talking about this guy for a while." They said, "Wait a sec. He's got you know, he's got Hepaniemi, he's got uh, Glenn Godden, and he's got Steenburgen." Mm-hmm. You know he's got the best. You know he's got the best offensive players. Of course, of course he's going to have the best well, power play in the league. Wait, a and what happened in Edmonton last year? They had some pretty good offensive players. <laughs> came in the 30, best power play in the league. Came in thirty first. Right. So, you know, it'll be it'll be an interesting season because, you know, all the things that I know Todd McCullough worried about last year, uh, and probably would do over again a few of them. They they approached their season with, you know, they saw the pressure coming. Uh, they saw the expectations coming, and for whatever the many reasons are, they weren't dealt with very well. This Where, team couldn't put it together. Mark, what's 70% of hockey? It's goaltending. I they got to get Cam in the right mental framework. Yeah, but that that is to say that it was 75% his fault. It, it wasn't. It s- wasn't. The tough start, he though. He wasn't good. Early. He and, wasn't good enough. But. And, he, and I think he lost a little confidence, and I think the team lost a little confidence, and the team probably wasn't as good as, well, it wasn't as good on paper as it was the year before. It wasn't. And, and just a bunch of guys who just never got it together. Pat Maroon wasn't the same player. You know, Zach Cassian still never showed up. I mean, no. Would you trade him? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, no, I'd probably give him another shot. I mean, he's a fourth-line winger. And, so, and he's he making a lot of money. As, me. Yeah. I don't... I don't feel a need to trade him. He I can skate, and he's learned how to kill penalties. Okay, and, really and he gives skate. you... I want his game back from last year. Well, that's what I want. I want last year's He Zach was Cassian. too predictable last year. Uh, part two, sorry, two years ago. Right. I want that Zach Cassian back. Part of what he does is he brings unpredictable toughness. Right. Right? And he was a little well, disengaged even, last year. Sure. He's going to take some bad penalties. I can live with those. I don't care about fighting as much anymore. He will fight some, and that's yeah. fine. I think that you know fighting is... It's not a big factor anymore. Um, I just want a guy that throws those hits. I want a guy that that you know somehow manages to get a breakaway in the PK the way he did fairly frequently. That just yeah. absolutely disappeared. Uh, I want a guy that chirps. I want a guy that stands over top of goalie and gets everybody else mad at him. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. And that Zach Cassian did not arrive last season. Yeah. So to me, this is the third season. If if he doesn't arrive again, then yeah, you got to move on from the player. I think that he should be able to get back what he had. Yeah. Uh, Milan Lucic, by the way, perhaps we're we're should be shooting a little bit higher. Yes. Hanging fruit there. Yeah. Um, it's a huge one for the oil. Six million dollar player has to figure it out. You know, last forty eight games, he had one goal. No, it's just uh, un- like. I get it. Even if even if Milan's skills are irretrievable, even if it's fallen over the cliff for Milan Lucic, I get you know. I hope that's not the case. Even if that has happened, one goal in forty-eight, he can still score me seven in forty-eight. <laughs> Come yeah. on, like there's no reason. So uh, I mean, to, to me, that's almost in a way, it's almost good news because it's such a freak number. One goal in forty-eight See, games, and really, that, and that to me, minus eighteen, by the way. Yeah, we're going to take a quick timeout. This is the Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place: ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. The best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza. Spec is here. It's a Thursday. That means we cannot have chicken on our pizza, so we're going to go with the meat lovers at Royal Pizza. That's a Stoffer recommendation. Darn right. Royal Pizza. Pizza, past, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Hey, Spec, we're talking about Milan Lucic. Let's you know talk what? about Milan Lucic. When you score one goal in the last 48 games, and have some of the challenges that he has. It's not just one thing. No, that's right. It's not just one thing. Like when I when I'd watch him with the officials, the first thing that crossed my mind was how often he squinted, and it made me think there was you know there's vision issues or eyesight issues. So okay. right, like those I, are pretty easy to solve. Right, like either you're not like if you have contacts, you're not wearing them, or you need contacts or something. Well, it's hard to think that a professional athlete would go into games seeing anything less than 2020. Right. I'm a guy that's gone through my whole life seeing less than 2020. I have a thing that I don't see better than that. I can't wear contacts yes, most to get of, to 2020. Most of your haters have said you've been blinded your yeah, entire exactly. Weekend. But exactly. My point is, right. I, I'm a guy that can tell you trying to play baseball my whole life and, and other things. It's a huge detriment. 
Yes. Right when you don't see 2020, you're not. You know, it's not good. But you agree with me. Like he squints uh, all. There's something up to there. me that that's. Let's face. Is Brett uh, Brent Sake not still the team yes. optometrist? That's a pretty easy to figure that one out. I mean, Brent. It's an eye test, man. What do you see? They'll, well, Brent, Brent will tell you in 20 minutes. He does mine once right. a year, He'll and tell he you says you have ridiculous you eyesight for a guy your age. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. He's like you have re- unbelievable vision. So anyway, guy, right. So if the, if that's the case, then let's solve that. And move on. In, okay. In but it's not minutes. just eyesight. Like, well, it looked like the fiber twitch. It looked like his hands weren't right. Uh, like. Did, you and know, then, and then there's the mental. He said it was ninety percent mental spec at the end of the year. Well, if at that point, going forty eight games and scoring one goal, it was it was a mental. You know, he, he just couldn't get out from under the fog. The 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 the, the fog never lifted on him. Every guy goes through a, a bad streak, right? You have a bad ten games. You have a bad 12, 14 games, fifteen games. For him, it just never ended. He just couldn't. So. So you got to get it fixed. Well, I'll tell you what. You just have to really dig deep and try to figure out. You know, let let's let's think this through. Is he just too slow? He, the number of hits he had, he led the team's forwards in hits. Yes. So that tells me the evidence there is that you're fast enough to get to the hit. I'm not telling you that that's important. I don't think that hits are huge. It usually means you don't have the puck. Perhaps less relevant than it once was. For sure. But you don't lead the team in hits if you're too slow to get to the okay, hit. Fair enough. Okay. The other thing is his you know his game is close in goals. He's got a real nice wrist shot still, but his game is is you know hard pass off his tape and in the net from four feet out. Right. The defenseman can't handle Lucic going to the hole. That's how he's yeah, made Yeah, I, I would argue that he was never like a Holmstrom-Smith type, like an elite. He doesn't stand there and tip him. He, he's not only tip again, because I think there might be... Well, let's fix that if right. we can. But my point is, well, I've seen him score a lot of goals just going to the net yeah. with a defenseman on his back that can't handle his size and, and, right. and strength, and he banks home a puck. Well, he had about 20 of those last year that hit his tape yeah. and didn't go in. Or yeah. went under his tape, or went over his tape, or went wide, and that's a. I would. I need to find out if I'm Milan Lucic. What happened to that? Where'd that goal go? We'll continue this conversation after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.